time. Time is running out. Calling all patriots and lovers of our constitutionally protected, God-given, self-evident, inalienable rights in Tennessee and the United States of America. If you are sickened by the liberty-eroding activities of a government that hates you, then it is time to wake up. If you are fed up with the tyrannical leadership on display by all levels of government, now is the time to listen to your reveille call. If you are equally tired of the political class, the new aristocracy, lying to you in their pursuit of power and control, now is the time to take a stand in the arena. Please welcome your host, Larry Linton, U.S. Navy veteran and candidate for Tennessee House of Representatives to the Liberty, Leadership, and Lies podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Liberty, Leadership, and Lies podcast. In this week's episode, we will discuss the effects of immoral leadership. Not only the effects of it, but what it actually is, how to identify it. Because we could see the effects of it all around us. I hope you all remember when I told you that you would be hard-pressed to find any facet of our lives that government is not involved in today. That means when we are suffering from immoral leadership from all levels of government, their immoral leadership impacts us all and almost every single activity that we engage in. Before we get too involved in the topic, I'm plugging the upcoming Tennessee Freedom Summit once again. For more information about the event and to get your tickets, go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. Again, that is TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. As I mentioned in last Saturday's weekend update, I did receive confirmation from Dr. Helton of the Sevier County School Board that I will be placed on the agenda to speak for Monday evening. So, I did in fact get to speak at the meeting last Monday night. I will talk about my comments and some of the discussion that occurred at the meeting later in the show. I posted a video of my remarks on my social media pages. You can go there and listen to it. But for now, let's get on to the topic of leadership, specifically immoral leadership. Leading into the topic, we have to define some words. The first word we'll define is moral and its use as an adjective. Moral is defined this way, of, relating to, or concerned with the principles or rules of right conduct or the distinction between right and wrong. Ethical. Morals are founded on the fundamental principles of right conduct rather than on legalities, enactment, or custom. Being moral means you are capable of conforming to the rules of right conduct, being a moral being. So with the definition of moral provided, let's define immoral. It too is an adjective. Being immoral means violating moral principles. It also means not conforming to the patterns of conduct usually accepted or established as consistent with principles of personal and social ethics. Immorality is also defined as licentious or lascivious, which is very interesting because that is one of the directions I would like to take in this show today. So let's now define licentious. Licentious is defined as being sexually unrestrained or lewd. It is also defined as being unrestrained by law or general morality. Lawless. Immoral. Additionally, it means one is going beyond customary or proper bounds or limits and disregarding rules. What about that other word, lascivious? 
It is also an adjective, which means inclined to lustfulness, wanton, lewd. So, with those definitions out of the way, I would like to ask the audience this question. Do you think the actions all around the nation right now involving our children are being orchestrated by immoral or moral leadership? That is, people in leadership positions or in government classrooms or on school boards or city councils, county and state government bodies, are they leading from a place of immorality? Let's take, for instance, the recent events at a bar in Dallas, Texas. If you have not heard about that event, let me explain it for you. A bar in Dallas, Texas that caters to the transgender community. In fact, the bar is named Mr. Mister, spelled M-I-S-S-T-E-R. This bar hosted a drag show for children as part of its Pride Month celebration. The event was billed as a quote-unquote family-friendly drag show. It had children in attendance where men, dressed as scantily clad women, danced for money. Money that the children gave them. Children. These men in women's clothing, well, they were dancing in front of a neon sign that said, it's not going to lick itself. There are many videos of the event online that you can see for yourselves. Masked communist activists outside the bar harassed and assaulted people that were there to protest the event. The key takeaways are these, though. First, the local media that was there. They were the ones that labeled the event as a family-friendly celebration, despite what the event actually was. Second, when police showed up, they provided crowd control because of the same people outside protesting. And they did not rescue the children that were dragged to the event by their parents, by adults. And third, well, geez, where do I go with number three other than this is pure evil? There were several opportunities for this evil to be stopped before it even was started. But once it was started, there was events for this event to be stopped. Who in their right mind would ever bring a child to a strip bar, regardless of who or what is dancing provocatively inside? Regardless if there were straight or homosexual or mentally ill people in a bar dancing provocatively, no moral parent would bring their child to such an establishment. No moral person would even host the event. In fact, if it were not for Pride Month and a father or mother, if they brought their child into any strip club in the United States to watch people dance provocatively for tips or had their children provide these tips, you can rest assured they would be arrested for child endangerment. But because of the immoral leadership in our communities, and their fear of being canceled by the far-left commie extremists, this type of behavior is condoned. Heck, it's even celebrated. Strip clubs, regardless of who is dancing, are places of lewd, licentious, or lascivious behavior, where no children belong. In other words, it is immoral behavior. Exposing children to this, in fact, exposing children to the celebration of lewd and lascivious behavior, what do you think that is doing to their young minds? 11 months out of the year, parents would never think to bring their children to a strip club, transgender or not. Yet, because it is June, every wokeivist, virtue-singling individual, and a whole slew of major corporations that have a rainbow flag in their social media profile page, it is suddenly okay 
to rot children's brains with immoral behavior. June, after all, is Pride Month, right? One month out of the year and all societal norms are out the window to celebrate immoral behavior with children stuffing dollar bills down the G-strings of mentally ill people. People often wonder why our republic has a mental illness problem, and they shouldn't. The celebrations of depravity and the activities that accompany it are being shoved down normal people's throats all month. Besides doing it all year, it's really heavy this month. And it is okay because somehow this celebrates diversity, equity, and inclusion. I wonder, ladies and gentlemen, how many of those children that are exposed to this will grow up to be a future school mass shooter? Or how many will have other mental illness issues going into adulthood? These children's parents brought them to this scene of utter depravity. As I alluded earlier, this event was called Drag the Kids to Pride. Disgusting and mind-altering on children at such an impressionable age, too. I read something the other day that should be simple enough for everybody to understand. One consistent tactic of child sexual predators is exposing their victims to porn and conversations about sex in order to make a child more comfortable with sexual interactions. This is textbook grooming, and it's still grooming when it's called sex ed or even drag queen brunch. All of this took place despite there being a state law in the books in Texas prohibiting exposing children to sexualizing behavior. Texas has a law banning sexually oriented businesses from admitting any patron under the age of 21. There's also a federal law in the books as well. It's 18 U.S. Code Section 2251, Sexual Exploitation of Children. State and federal laws that make what happened inside that strip club a crime. Yet police are outside the establishment doing crowd control against the people protesting the sexualization of children. That is immoral leadership. Churches and schools all over the country are having transgender people. These are mentally ill people. That comes right from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM-5. Mentally ill people come in and talk to children and try to normalize mental illness. Mental illness and grooming packaged together. This is by design, ladies and gentlemen. Our country's immoral leadership is forcing us to accept mental illness and immorality as the norm. The new aristocracy is pushing it with new laws and regulations as well as interpreting already existing laws and regulations. The new aristocracy's useful idiots in the media are force-feeding it in movies, television, commercials, advertisements, and Anybody that stands up against the normalization of mental illness or sexual deviancy are shouted down by a very loud vocal minority. Just how is this behavior being normalized in the first place, you might be wondering? Well, look no further than government schools in this nation. In Des Moines, Iowa, here are some details of one of the many immoral events taking place in our country. Children were dressed up in drag and performing collecting dollar bills from people in the audience. The event was hosted by a group or a company by the name of Served, S-E-R-V, apostrophe D, Events. It took place at the Decades Event Center in West Des Moines and billed as, get this, June Drag Brunch Disney Show. Disney. Hmm. Two boys younger than seven were there wearing dresses and around eight total children were present. The other children gave dollar bills 
tips to the two boys wearing dresses. The quote-unquote all-ages drag show was also billed as a journey through the magical world of Disney. Government and one of the biggest children's entertainment companies in the world are bent on sexualizing children, normalizing immorality. They are warping the minds of children and we are wondering why there is a mental illness crisis in our nation. Wonder no more, ladies and gentlemen. This mental health crisis is brought to you by none other than the government that hates us. The saddest part about all of this is the fact that parents are bringing their children to events such as these all across the Fruited Plains. These will be the same parents that will rend their garments and gnash their teeth about gun control when a mentally disturbed child goes on a killing spree in one of our government's gun-free zones. These parents are enabling the rotting of children's minds that lead to the murderous atrocities happening in schools, and then they blame the tool, not themselves, not their contribution to creating the mental illness crisis sweeping our land. It isn't just plain old government schools either. There are reports about a charter school in Bremerton, Washington called Catalyst Public Schools that has first graders, five and six-year-old children, hanging hand-drawn pictures of pride flags in the classroom. First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about this. Pride Month is a celebration of sexuality. People celebrating their pride in their individual sexuality and sometimes their mental illness. Is there anything about that? Anything about pride in sexuality or pride in mental illness that belongs in the classroom of five and six-year-old children? You and I know the answer to that. And why are school boards allowing that to happen? Not just allowing it, but facilitating it with the curriculums they purchase that is normalizing immoral behavior. What does the sexuality of adults have to do with reading, writing, spelling, grammar, letters, and numbers in a first grade classroom? I've said it before and I will say it again. This isn't rocket science, folks. These people are evil and they just want to diddle our kids. There's another report out there, again from Texas this time, it happened in Houston. A parent addressed the school board about a teacher, an adult that parents entrusted their child with, taking this parent's son to a drag show. While at the drag show, the teacher introduced the child to a registered sex offender that was appearing in the show. There, the school board did nothing as well. In a Pennsylvania school district that said it was appalled by a drag performance at a high school, meaning a building paid for by the taxpayers that is used by the government to indoctrinate children, the school district was appalled by the event, but they had actually signed off on the event. An investigation revealed that the building's administrators were aware of the event and that the club advisors received approval to hold the event. The event was even advertised through school-wide announcements and principals were in the building when the performers, also known as groomers or pedophiles, when the performers arrived. There are more reports out there of the pornography book titled Gender Queer being given out as reading material in government schools. Absolutely disgusting pictures and language in that book, and somehow it passes as educational material in classrooms across the country. Well, it is educational in the sense that it only serves to sexualize children. Parents were not even aware the book was being distributed as class reading material. They came across it when their kids brought it home. Because, of course, government schools would not advertise the availability of pornography in the classroom. Why? 
always ask the why, ladies and gentlemen, because the government school system and the elected school boards that govern them, they are filled with immoral leaders. Leaders that are creating the biggest mental health crisis this nation will ever see. If you think what happened in Buffalo and Uvalde was terrible, just wait until this entire generation has had their brains rotted from what is being taught. Not taught, but force-fed in government schools today. Events like Drag Queen Story Hour are even targeting younger children. Changing the lyrics to popular children's rhymes, such as The Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round, are now sung with these lyrics. The hips on the drag queen go swish, swish, swish. All in an effort to create confusion in the children's minds. To normalize them to talk about sexuality. This confusion leads to long-term, life-altering decisions made for them by parents that want to seem inclusive or some such nonsense. I sure am glad that when I was a child and pretended to be a dog for a time that my parents did not run me to the vet and have me neutered and a chip placed in my neck. This sexualizing of children isn't the only rot that is occurring in our government schools either. Get this, the Wentzville School District in Wentzville, Missouri, they recently made students participate in something they called a privilege walk. It happened in history class. A disgusting activity meant only to create division among children. And this division, of course, will carry over into their adult lives. In this activity, students had to line up and take a step forward if they met some of the following criteria. If one or both of your parents graduated college. Or if the child had ever attended a private school or a summer camp. Or, and this one's a kicker, somehow meant to show that a child is privileged, they had to take a step forward if their parents ever called them beautiful, smart, or successful. Hmm. Or how about this? If any of them had immediate family members that are doctors, lawyers, or work in any profession that requires a degree. Now let's contrast these step forward criteria with some of the step backward criteria. One, if you're going to be the first person in your immediate family to graduate college. Or if you or someone you know has ever been mistrusted, accused of lying, stealing, or cheating without sufficient evidence. That one is weird because in just about every family game played in my house growing up, and even some now, there is always somebody being accused of cheating. Is it a step backward for each accusation of that, or one step back for all of them in total? Ladies and gentlemen, this happened in a history class. Why? Of course you know the why. Divide and conquer by the institution that runs those indoctrination centers which again is the government that hates us. The government that needs us divided so we cannot focus on how they are destroying our liberty. Just what kind of leadership would do that to their own nation, to their own people? Yes, immoral leadership. Now I'll share some of what I said at Monday's Sevier County Board of Education meeting. I know that I did not make any friends with the elected members of the board with my comments. Like I used to say when I was on active duty, nothing about my comments was personal. It's business. I'm in the business of saving our kids from an immoral government. If feelings got hurt or egos were bruised, that's on them, not me. Anyway, I started with thanking the members of the board for providing me with the opportunity to speak. Then I went into some of the reasons why my wife and I decided to settle down here in Sevier County after I retired from the Navy. It was the wonderful people and the uniqueness of the area. 
Well, speaking of unique, I had to congratulate the three board members that recently won their primary elections by the unique circumstance of all three of them winning by a margin of 76% to 24%, despite there being big differences in the total number of votes cast. The smiles on their faces when I said congratulations on winning quickly disappeared. I just hope that I don't get the same results in the November elections, but you never can be sure what is going on with voting machines that produce the exact same winning margins in three different districts, if you know what I mean. Then I read to the board members some of their own policy statements that apparently they are not too familiar with, like Board Policy Series 001, which states that the Severe County Board of Education is an instrument of the state and members of the board are state officers representing local citizens. Since I started getting involved in attending these meetings, the board members have the appearance of representing the interests of the school district leadership and not those of the local citizens. Case in point, at last month's meeting where the school board had a school district employee provide a rebuttal from prepared remarks to the parents that had brought evidence and their concerns on the social-emotional learning curriculum and the Epic Library Act to the board's attention. Forethought and planning went into the rebuttal. The employee spoke from a typed speech, addressing the concerns of the parents that were brought up during the meeting. Things that make you go, hmm, right? Then I continued with their board policy series by reciting number 002, which states that the board members are duty-bound to manage and control all public schools under their jurisdiction. That also includes those people that are employed by those schools as well. Again, from the outside looking in, it appears the opposite is true, that the schools and their employees manage and control the elected members of the Board of Education. Belittling, ignoring, or allowing the citizens, who by the way are the employers of the board members, allowing a school district employee to label these parents and taxpayers as internet or social media conspiracy theorists, that was a huge betrayal of the special position of trust the citizens elected these board members into. It was also brought to my attention that one of the board members commented to a parent that they have a full-time job and therefore do not have the time to conduct the due diligence that parents are requesting of them. If that is the case, then just why exactly did that member seek this elected office? I told a group of them to resign their position if they do not have the time to do the job required of them. The next bit of information I shared was a surprise to most people in the room. The curriculum of concern here, that social-emotional learning garbage, has a bit of fiduciary responsibility problem with it. You see, the purchase order for the curriculum was signed by the school district on January 25th of this year. The problem is, the board did not vote to approve the purchase of the curriculum until its March 2022 meeting, two full months after it was paid for. I've sent an email to the board member that represents the district I live in, who coincidentally happens to be serving as the chairman at this particular time. And in the email, I asked him if this is how the Board of Education manages and controls the schools under their jurisdiction. That they are given a blank check to do with how they please, over the objections of parents and taxpayers, and the board just post facto approves their spending. We'll wait to hear from him, but most likely we'll hear from Mr. Tony Ogle again, despite Mr. Ogle not being the elected representative I want to hear from. 
I also informed the board that I conducted the due diligence they should be doing by looking up the people associated with the newsletter that school district people receive from the Second Step organization. I searched their social media pages. I saw who they followed, what posts they liked, what posts they shared, what posts they commented on. Those are the key indicators of their bias, which filters into the products they supply schools with. And finally, I reminded them of the oaths they took upon assuming office. It states that they swear they will perform with fidelity the duties of the office they were elected to. Fidelity means a strict observance of duties as well as loyalty, neither of which is evident in their actions. I don't believe any of what I said really reached them, though. My comments to them, though, they touch on two of the focus areas I will have upon being elected to the General Assembly. The state of Tennessee does not provide for recall elections for members of a school board. That needs to change. People that are not willing to put in the time and due diligence necessary to ensure corrosive, divisive, and sexualizing curriculums are not introduced into government schools, they need to be removed from office at the earliest opportunity. Parents and taxpayers can no longer wait around for the next election cycle while these either lazy or immoral leaders continue to inflict damage on the minds of our children. The other focus area will be election integrity. Based upon the results I mentioned in the school board members' primary elections, something is not quite right. A 76% to 24% winning margin across three different districts with three different vote totals is a statistical improbability. We need to restore faith in our election processes here in Tennessee, and the machines that are in use all across the state need to be done away with and straight paper ballots need to be used. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I'll close as usual something from God's Word. This week it comes to us from 2 Peter 2, 2. Many people will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of the truth will be slandered. Feckless, immoral leadership in school districts and on school boards all across the nation have directly contributed to the mental illness problems that are plaguing our nation. While it could be sheer laziness on the part of the school board members, the fact that citizens and parents have brought these issues to their attention over and over without any action takes laziness excuse out of the equation. Their continuation of allowing children to be exposed to these materials and these types of behavior is on purpose. It's by design. The Sevier County Board of Education has ignored their employers. They have no fidelity to their constituents and in fact allow them to be belittled and labeled as conspiracy theorists, all to distract from their actions. Later on in that school board meeting, the board members themselves were in a back and forth conversation for about five minutes on the $3,000 difference in a bid that would take 210 days longer than the other bids. $3,000 they bickered for five minutes about, yet our children are suffering because of their inaction. We the people, we need to replace immoral leadership at all levels of government. We need to do this to save our republic. I would like to ask the audience to pay attention to the website and the social media pages this week as I will be sharing a method to not only keep your children safe in schools, but 
It will also ensure your children are no longer exposed to the root cause of the mental illness problem our country is experiencing. That is, government schools. We all need to start homeschooling. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Stand in the arena for our children. Reveille, it's time to wake up.